Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now then, I don't know if you've ever spent time with uh, jigsaws. I know that when COVID kicked in, there was certainly the odd box picked out in our house for us to gather around. Sometimes there were 500 pieces. Sometimes they were a thousand pieces. Well, a company in Derbyshire in England have set themselves the task of building the world's largest jigsaw with a staggering 120,000 pieces. Joining me now is John Trousdale from Just Jigsaws. John, how are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. Are you? 120,000 pieces, John. Yeah, it's a task. It's a task, it? <laughs> Beggar's belief. My God. Uh, why are you doing this? Well, it's our 50th year anniversary this year of making our puzzles in the UK. Um, my granddad started the company in 73, but in 71, he had the original world record as, as a puzzle of 32,000 pieces. Um, and my granddad passed away in 2016, so it was... Our 50th year, my granddad always wanted to redo the world record. It, it just felt like the right time to do it. In the meantime, that world record's been broken, hasn't it? So what's, yeah. it, sta- what's it standing at at the moment? 101,000 at the minute. So we want right. to make sure it's, it's not beaten for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, it's really going into such a huge number at this point. What is involved in making a jigsaw with 120,000 pieces in it? God, where do I start? I mean... <laughs> We've got to cut all the boards down to a particular size first. Um, everything's going to be a 16 by 12 board. And then we have to, when we've cut in a board, we're cutting each section into 63, and there'll be 2,000 sections like that. Yeah. But when we've cut one, we have to get the next board and overlay it. So we've got to hand draw on where the cut pieces will be, and then he has to follow that line to make sure that that board fits the next board. And that, that's the real skill. Well, wow. like if that bit's wrong, it won't fit together. And so that it, is still done, that part, by hand? Everything we do is still by hand. I mean, we're the only manufacturer in the UK that does it like this, and I only know one other in Europe in general. I mean, we've been supplying, like we do a lot of export as well, and like we supply a company called Evans Education in Dublin, um, and I think they was one of our first export customers 50 years ago, so... Wow. We've been we've been making it like that from day one, right? What what's it? I presume there are computers and and you know computer design type machines. No, nothing. Everything's done by iron skill. But those machines do exist, do they? Yes. I mean, yes. You you could choose to go down the road. Why, why would you not? For children, you need a puzzle to be self-correcting. When it's either stamped out or laser cut, it's not self-correcting. They can get the middle piece and put it anywhere. When it's hand caught, it really gives them that feel of being of knowing it's right. So when they've done it, it can't go in any other way, making it unique. Whereas before, if you have it laser or stamped out, they can put anything anywhere, and they don't get the same satisfaction because they'll look at the picture and it'll be a mismatch. Right. My word, I never thought that before in my life. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. And are you one of the last manufacturers who still does this? Yeah, I mean, in the UK, we are the only one. Um, it's been a. It's a trade that it's unique. The trade's unique because it takes such. It takes such skill. To be honest with you, it's a, it's a real skilled craft. Wow. Um, what's the image going to be, or is it going to be multiple images, it, or how's that going to be work? multiple? So we're going to have collages of images because I'm trying to make sure I get it from. Like I'm asking for essentially sponsorship from companies around Derbyshire to sponsor the board, sponsor the project. Because I want it to be a Midlands project, really. So showcase all the small businesses around the area. Because, 
you don't small businesses don't get a lot of well they don't have a lot of money to advertise so I'm trying to make sure it's more of a community project than just a just one from us and then whatever we get left over we're making puzzles and donating to one of our local children's hospitals as well so I'm hoping I get a a good a good amount raised so I can do quite a lot from at Christmas oh, that's really good um and then when you, when you get all their images how how do they make their way from the images they want to them being on the jigsaw I have um uh, I have a up the company we've got a local printer that does digital one off prints so he's going to print me all the all the um bespoke prints and then he'll send them down to me I'll put them through one of our swifty rollers that applies a a small film of glue underneath I'll stick it to the board put it under a press let it set and then I'll start working on it start carving it up yeah and each, as each piece has to be unique, how do you manage to make sure that they're all unique? Because someone does it by by hand, uh, it just makes it unique by itself. Because obviously you can never recreate the same one. Yeah. I mean, when when we did it in '71, uh, my granddad, one of the workers with my granddad that was doing it, who was my dad's godfather, lost one piece, so they had to get one piece and like try and file it down and fit it in. Because that particular one was hand painted, see after. It was of the Swiss Alps, but he said it was the biggest nightmare ever. So obviously, when you lose one piece like that, it's, um, yeah, when it's unique. Well, I, I, have ex- I have experience of, of losing one piece very famously in our house. It's known as missing from shop. That's what my, my child used to say over and over, missing from shop. And it was bloody missing from the shop, uh, <laughs> may I say. <laughs> Remember that. So listen, I, I, we're intrigued to know how your granddad uh, went into this business in the first place. Where he did what, sorry? How your granddad went into this business in the first place. Um, he, he'd always done it. since he were, Back in the day, jigsaw, jigsaw manufacturing used to be a big thing. There used to be loads of factories popping up everywhere. Um, and he, he used to work for a firm in London, Coney. Uh, that it, just, it went bust one day. So he just decided to set up himself and did it in his shed. Because um, back then, I mean, you could do everything in your shed, really. It was a, it was a different world then. And that, that's how he started. Just started off in his shed. He slowly got bigger because uh, he was good at his craft. Yeah. And then, then we're here, here we are today, still going. That's amazing, amazing. Um, do you have many people working for you? I've got 10. 10 people. And was it ever bigger under your dad or your, your granddad? Yeah. I mean, in, in its heyday, when we, because we were originally obviously from London and Luton, we had, I think my dad said it, it's mostly had 40 employees. How many, sorry, did you say? 40 at one point my word um, I, I, I'm still intrigued that, that when I mean when you break it, break, have the pieces printed and, and it's all they're cut up is it just going into one big bag or, or how does that so work how I'm going to because obviously I've got I'm finding a venue at the minute I'm in the middle of trying to find a venue to actually house the puzzle yeah um, so what I'm going to do I'm going to lay sections of maybe 20 boards on a pallet uh, and I should get four rows across so I'll have 80 boards that, of this set because it's 2,000 in total and nice. I'm going to put that on the pallet put another board on top put the next column on and so forth and then I'll wrap and strap it make it sure it's secure so when it is ready to put together I can put it on the van and go to the venue and fingers that's, that, that is the real like worry for me if like it moving around whilst it's on the pallet yeah that'll be the that, that's the bit because if it falls over there I'll be doing it probably for years yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when you have it then in those sections there, it's like you're solving it one section at a time. It's not like you pick up a piece and it could be from anywhere in this. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I'm going to have to number it. So what we've thought is it's going to be, so the first section will be A1, yeah. and the next one will be A2, and it'll go all the oh, way right. up yeah. to yeah. And a, it, A3, and yeah. that'll be the overlapping section that I talked about earlier, and then it'll go to B1. Then it'll go, when I keep going on that cycle, it'll go on like that, so I'll, I'll know yeah. what's what by obviously coding it, what number it is in letter. Right. And so when you have it all laid out like that, it, who's going to actually solve it? Probably just me. Me and maybe <laughs> my dad. <laughs> Should, could, could that not be let loose to, you know, a local primary school or something? Yeah, I, well, I re- ideally I would like to get the hostel that I'm donating puzzles for to join in on the project and yeah. get all the kids to come um, and do it. But I, that's something I've got to try and figure out down the line. Okay. Well, I think you'll, you'll be missing it. You know, I, I can see the one show coming down for this, John, you know. Um, <laughs> don't miss the opportunity when you can because uh, there'll be great publicity and a lovely thing for them to do as well. Uh, John, listen, a pleasure talking today. I'll follow this story and I can't wait to see how it turns out. Yes, lovely speaking to you. Thanks you for too. having me on. Thanks very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.